All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing One Ring, second edition tonight. We're continuing our Waking Up Angmar campaign. Uh, we left off uh, in a friendly, a friendly dwarf hall of Harmelt uh, as we've been exploring some of the various dwarf halls along the Blue Mountains. And uh, we'll do a little bit more of that tonight. Uh, and yeah, why don't we uh, just start with some some character introductions and we're going to get right to it. So um, Long just got here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a break and I'm gonna skip over Floy and just go right to Gilly and we'll come back to Floy in the end. Uh, so nice. Ashley, you're gonna lead us off. Tell us about Gilly. I'm Gilly Kettlegrass, uh, and I'm a Bree Hobbit, uh, and I kind of specialize in being a little sneaky. Um, Gilly has some pretty fun um, virtues. Uh, <laughs> she has the art of smoking, so she often tokes up with her parents. And um, this causes me to regain one or more hope. Uh, whenever I regain some hope, I recover an additional hope point, um, whether it's adventuring or fellowship phase. Uh, and it's just become a meme. And what else? She's very excited to speak to another um, scholar and lore master. Uh, even you if sure? You sh even this guy? Even, even this <laughs> guy. Okay. Even this guy? All right. He's a little weird, but all right. Okay, fair enough. I mean, he's honestly a true academic because if you spend your entire life in academia, you kind of turn into that. So it's either yeah, that. He's very devoted. Yeah, or if you're like where I where I teach, you just become sort of like a weird like hipster who just kind of really enjoys peyote. And that's that's basically the two options. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that works. And I wasn't sure if peyote existed. So anyway, uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, next up, we'll go to a renial bottom row. Reniel, who are you? Uh, so I am a uh, ranger of the North champion. Um, pretty good with like athletics and exploring and hunting and not, not so good with the uh, council needed skills. Um, so yeah, that's always interesting when it's the time for a talky talk because uh, she does more of the... Uh, outdoorsy kinds of things but she is interested in sort of being in a different area with kind of dwarves and within the mountains and all of that it's something new and different sure 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 you would think uh you would have like some leadership qualities or something uh something like that you know maybe, maybe? I, don't, I don't know like as a uh, ranger you are the de facto leader of the group you're technically not a captain, though. You're a champion, right? Because captain's a, champion. a different mm -hmm. is a yeah. different uh, that choice is, to yeah. make. Yeah. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah. You're just a champion. That's when in, in the fantasy H game we play with Chuck over, or I play with Chuck over on Wednesday. That's kind of my viewpoint too. Is I'm I'm making a champion, but then mm -hmm. I'm making Dan's character. He's gonna be the commander, so I'm focusing <laughs> on him, making him, the, and and I'm just the idiot who hits things. Uh, so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Yeah. So what Melissa's saying is that Melissa uh is just an idiot who hits things. Is that what you're telling me? Uh she's just not the go-to person when you need some like smooth talking kinds of things. Like compared to my Friday night character who literally has a specialty of like nonstop BS. <laughs> that is yeah. exactly what she's good at. Uh yeah. Ariel, not so much. And my roles were horrible last week. I don't think I successfully like contributed anything to the It council, was a testy so. it was a testy council. Uh <laughs> it, it, there were a lot of things that were working against you all, but you did manage to succeed. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. 
Uh, we need to turn our attention to Erebon for a few reasons. Uh, one, uh, because we're contractually obligated to introduce uh, one of these characters, you know, all of these characters. I, I uh, did negotiate that into my contract that I have to I be know, introduced it's, every It's second. very frustrating, <laughs> and I do think we need to renegotiate. Uh, this, the other thing is, 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 is Erebon did something so egregious uh, last last episode, and it's not like, you know, offending the dwarves to the point where they almost kicked you all out. He gave away... A custom made, like custom created by by yours truly. Very uh, well designed. Magical item with a significant amount of history and lore and might actually be tied to some of the themes that are going on within our camp. He just gave it away. Just gave it away. Gave it away. My, my voice is getting higher because I'm more incredulous. That's what happens. <laughs> gave it away. He just gave it away. Just gave it away. Uh, to some random dude. Uh, but you bonded with him. So anyway, uh, Erebon, tell us about your stupid He seemed character. like an okay guy. He really did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I am playing Erebon, a uh, child of Eru, exile of Linden, warden of Eriador, drinker of water, and giver of gold. Uh, I am a very moody elf. Uh, he kind of reflects how I feel on the inside, but I, I have to put on my happy face when I'm with Jeff, just because otherwise it would get way too dark in here. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's Erebon. So I just want to go over the item that you could that, that you gave away. It's the armband of the Mirdan. Okay, so I went through and like in what I do in our items, uh, we use the we use our, our we use foundry for our characters and whatnot. And so uh, I put in pronunciation guide because it can get kind of weird sometimes to pronounce some of these items. Uh, the effects, obviously, and so the effects of this item. It's a marvelous a marvelous item. Uh, so it grants 2d6 when using the awareness skill. What's the awareness skill for? What's that for? Oh, I don't know. Just, you know, detecting danger and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> avoiding, you know, being ambushed and stuff. And it'll let you achieve a magical success, Jeff, which is very, very I, I'm glad you're going I'm over not this done, I forgot sir. to copy the description when I deleted it from my character <laughs> sheet. So thank you. I, I can still, refill my notes it's here. It's still in, it's the, then there's a, then there's the history, right? Armband <laughs> at first glance, a pairs of elvish craftsmanship. Likely of a Regeon make. Upon closer examination, there are uh, flourishes that suggest a dwarfish influence as well, right? This whole idea of coming together. Then there's a little history of the people of the Jewelsmiths, where if anybody is like a like a Tolkien nerd, you're on Tolkien Gateway, look it up. It's there. Uh, but hey, no, that's fine. I'm not upset. It was a great magic item. I, I was really it's impressed pretty by good. it. You put a lot very, of work into it. Very excited. Uh, when you guys do your next journey, you're just going to find a random dead body of a dwarf and there's gonna be the armband on it like oh let's go back to you again just like the ring just finds its way back to its masters <laughs> except Erebon can't use it anymore uh anyhow Boy, we'll uh, snatch that shit. <laughs> let's go back up to the top uh as well i think long is ready and caught up uh long tell us about foy and how he's doing it's been a, a home trip for him how's it going yeah i'm playing floy dwarf we're in our hometown gladrock just traveled He's feeling a little out of the pretty much like he's missing info. He's getting new revelations that he didn't know was going on. Like his family sort of doing all these workers wrong, not really helping out the other places. And he's trying to work towards making up for that. The curtain has been pulled back. On yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the youngest of like 12 siblings, we said. Uh, and uh, yeah, you probably aren't as familiar with it. And you've, you've, you've been 
because you're the youngest, you don't necessarily, you haven't necessarily had to take on a whole lot of like familiar responsibilities. You're able to kind of go out and travel and do treasure hunting and stuff like that, where some of your older siblings might be more responsible for doing family, the family business kind of, kind of deal, right? Uh, all 11 or 12, 11 of your brothers, brothers and sisters. So, uh, but yeah, there's been some stuff going on. Um, there's not a ton of like, you know, info about the blue mountains and the halls, but there's like pockets here and there that are kind of fleshed out in some of the, the wandering books. And so I'm kind of taking that and stitching it together and kind of creating our own thing. Got to find some conflict somewhere. Um, but all right. So, uh, yeah, Steven's going to be at Gen Con. Steven, you're responsible, uh, for, you know, a lot of the gecko business while you're there. And <laughs> Contractually obligated. Yeah. So, yeah. So just go, go there and just give stuff away. Just, just here you go. Like, here's a lamp. Enjoy. <laughs> just, just take a shirt off. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I'll just enough. get a Sharpie and just write adventures and lollygagging on everything I give away. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should do. You should just get a white shirt uh, and just and just draw our logo uh, by yeah, hand yeah. on that white shirt. And there, you're just repping, you're repping the brand mm. now, right? That's what you got to do. And the selfies, just, you know, show us uh, moving yeah. around. Yep. All good. All good. And you got to go visit the Norse Foundry booth, of course. Uh, our Absolutely. good friends, which oh, we should mention, by the way, I think we actually have. Did I put this in? Let me check to see if this works for the first time. Uh, Eric, as you can see in chat, he's a very he's a good friend of ours. He's he loves our our one ring game for reasons I still don't understand because we have Steven in it. Uh, but uh, if you want <laughs> to see some of the amazing dice in other uh, TTRPG related products, uh, just dropped in the chat uh, promo code now you can use Lolly. So for 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 ten percent off any of that uh, that good stuff. So go over there. Buy some cool dice, and then if you're at Gen Con uh, and you see Steven, uh, trip him, uh, and then uh, then go over to the Norse Foundry booth and buy more stuff there. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, shall we get started? Sure. All right. Summary time. Uh, last time, uh, you all left the the dwarf halls of Gladrock, which is the name of the halls of Floyd's home. Uh, you've watched pre Steven. Those were the good days. Pre Steven. I've been editing our, I've been going through our, that's the other announcement sort of ish is it we're finally going to put these up in podcast form. Uh, and I have a couple of them ready. And so I've been going through some of the early eps when Steven wasn't there, man, they just went smoother and snappier and everything just felt better. That's how you got people hooked. And you know, the stats have been going downhill ever since. Yeah. So it's really uh very cool. So uh, we'll we'll be having we'll, we're going to start moving a lot of our stuff over into podcast form because we've been having that's been a very frequent request for a very long time, which is weird because we started as a podcast for different games for Zyander way back in the day, and now we're kind of putting stuff back up. But soon we're, I'm actually mm-hmm. ready to do it. So One Ring will probably be the first to get that treatment. Then we'll probably go back and do some of our Alien game, and eventually we're going to get to the point where we can kind of release an audio format, an episode of one ring at the same time we're releasing like our, you know, the VOD over on YouTube. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, and by we, I mean me, cause none of these people ever want to do anything. So I have to do all the work. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I'm not help. Uh, so last time, uh, the party, you all left, uh, the dwarf halls of glad rock Floyd's home Floyd, uh, long gave name put on the spot. Uh, and you began a very short journey, uh, but it was through mountains, so it took a little longer. So it probably was a, it t- probably took a total of about five to seven days or so in that realm. 
Uh, and you begin a short journey south to the Halls of Harmelt, uh, which you had heard about before as having a, a lore master uh, that that had an interest in rune carving and other um, other dwarven crafts that might help Floy in some fashion. During that travel, you encountered a sickly dwarf named Snagik, uh, who tried uh, to befriend the party. I think everybody knew what was going on. Everybody in the audience, everybody in the stream. I think everybody knew what was going on. He but successfully was, befriended me. You all, I know that's true. That's not too hard. Just be like, hey, let's throw away some stuff together. Let's throw away some useful items that people worked really hard on <laughs> together. And you're like, okay. We're both outcasts. <laughs> yeah. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, so he spoke, he gave his, we, get, we got into some history, like the halls of Gladrock, as, as Floyd was mentioning, they kind of were driving some of their miners and their, their, you know, deeper into the mountains than were safe, like kind of ahead of like safety protocols or something like that, harsher conditions, etc., causing kind of a schism, uh, between some clans and Floyd's family, uh, Snagic, uh, formed a strange bond with Erebon over this sort of, I think, perceived selfishness of dwarves is kind of the the sort of where you all bonded. And then he lured you into an ambush as everyone knew it was coming, but everyone played it out. And thank you all for playing it out. It was so cool. Um, where him and his fellow dwarven outcast, Oathbreakers, stole Balan's wagon, uh, trade goods that he had from Dale and from Erebor. Uh, there's no bloodshed, thankfully, uh, but Erebon, Erebon did hand over the artifact, as we talked about. Uh, when you all finally did reach Harmelt a few days later, uh, Erebon nearly ruined everything right at the front door uh, as he was very rude to some of the the, the, the dwarves in the watchtower, uh, but a begrudging apology let you all continue. Inside, Floy, you noticed that the golden walls of this hall were very, very thin and kind of gave you the vibe that all was not well here in Harmelt, that they're probably uh, poorer uh, than they... And they're letting on, you know, they're not doing as well. Uh, you got to a council with Lord Majolin uh, and his various brothers. It got, was very, very tense. Uh, and a lot of this was because that this this clan, Harmelt and, and Gladrock, had some differences uh, in the past. And that was sort of working against you. But also the same stuff that's been happening everywhere you go and communicating with people. They keep having these weird, prophetic, dark visions that seem to come whenever you all arrive, right? And a lot of it has to do with like dwarf on elf violence. Um, luckily, you did manage to win them over. Erebon lied uh, about song lyrics and that tended to work. Uh, and you got led to uh, to Lore Master Hajolin's uh, library, which was in the deep recesses, like barely ever used anymore. This sort of strange eccentric dwarf. Um, and... Yeah, as you arrived, very dark, kind of this 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 library kind of in shambles. You found him like crawled atop this long table and he seemed to be speaking with somebody. But as you got closer, you realized he wasn't actually speaking with anybody, but instead he was referring to a skull that he had propped up on a stone pedestal on top of the table as Tori, his eldest brother, who you all had learned uh, had gone missing or never returned from adventures into the Misty Mountains. Um, so we're going to pick up, uh, right around there. Let's get some, uh, let's get a little music going. Perhaps what do I want to do? Got to do something. Yeah. Do some, this doesn't fit, but the title, if you knew the title of this track from tabletop audio. Okay. So you see him, you guys are all there. Um, the other brother who kind of led you down here kind of turns around and he kind of 
you can see he has this, he doesn't really want to get too close or doesn't really engage with Hajolin too much. Uh, he just says, he just says, you've got visitors, brother. And then he, he turns around and you see him depart. It's extraordinarily dark in here. And there's really just this tiny little beacon, this pocket of light uh, where these candles are set up, where he's reading. And, you know, as Hajolin looks up, you can see one of his eyes is kind of squinted shut. Like his one whole side of his face is all sort of tensed up like he's probably had a stroke or something. And he's got soot and dirt all over him. His nails are kind of ill, you know, they're ill taken care of. You can see there's grime and stuff under them. And he says, I've got visitors. Did you hear that, Tori? Someone's here for me. Not for you. For me. Wait. We're both brothers. Maybe. Maybe they are here for you. Shush. Now, why would they be here for you? You've got nothing to offer anyone. What can I do for you? And he looks at all of you. <sighs> Eye kind of barely opening up. Hi, Hajola. I am Floy. These are my companions. We've traveled afar for your guidance. And you see him sort of like shuffle across the table, like almost feral, like on all fours, like knocking kind of some of his scrolls and books off to the side, knocks over. It looks like a goblin of me that just sort of spills and drips to the ground, doesn't even seem bothered by it. And he gets up nice and close to you and he kind of leans up and he looks at you. Oh, fly, are you? Oh, maybe, maybe you are and maybe you aren't. I don't know why you're journeying wide and far for me. I'm here in my home. Oh, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm elsewhere. You know, you have to travel sometimes to find the best of books and information. Other times you'll find it, well, right in your back pocket. And he starts feeling around in his back pocket, and he pulls out what looks like a piece of, like, hardtack bread, and he just snaps it. Mm. Do you bring any food? Well, yes, we have rations. Hmm. Give him here, give him here. I hand him a piece of dried jerky. So he just takes the jerky, he starts on <laughs> meat and beer, anything at all. Of course we have beer. Something to wash it down, perhaps. And he's and it's very you know, cool. He's got this scraggly beard, it's totally unkempt. Hair totally unkempt. Uh, I think I got, I think I made a picture token. I'll show you guys what he looks like if you want. He's a little kind of not here nor there. So you all can see him. I'm not sure if the, not the zoom in a little bit. People are interested in seeing. There he is. A little crazy. Okay. So he's sitting there eating and drinking. All of you are, are standing nearby. Very, very dark. And it smells terrible in here. Like, it's just, you just, ugh, like, as you kind of waft it in a bit, you just can't help but <coughs> kind of cough a bit. As there's sort of something foul. You're not sure if something died. You're not sure if, if uh, you know, if it's just him. He hasn't bathed in quite some time, but it smells quite rancid in here. What do you want to do? Maybe I should wait outside. Renil's going to look to Gilly and just say, you are very excited to come here. I'll leave it to you. 
And like she is excited. Um, <laughs> my name is Gilly Kettlegrass. It's a pleasure to meet a fellow scholar. And maybe it is, master. and maybe it isn't. Mm. We'll I, see I, in time. I was hoping you could let us uh, give us information on rune scribing. Ah, what do you know about rune scribing, Hobbit? Uh, hardly anything. That's why we came to you. Ah, mm. You know enough to... She came to me, Tor. Not you. Quiet. Kind of turns and talks. Well, you want to know about rune scribing. Rune carving. Are uh, one of you around here a craftsman? Uh, we've discovered some items that have it. Have you now? And he kind of leads, like, really uncomfortably close to you. To the point yeah. where you can f- you can feel the warmth of his his now kind of stained breath with, like, the, the bread and the beer kind of wafting onto you, flicking some crumbs into your face. Well, I'd very much like to see that. Uh, and then that's when Gilly will, like, motion to Floy. He'll undone some of the cloth to reveal the B3 Loma. You see his eye grows really wide. Even the other one almost starts to open up a bit. You can just see it's... it's you're just not sure his face just won't unclench on the right-hand side. Oh, my. What a find this is. At that moment, you all see all of the lights, like the candles that are here, just suddenly like flick out and it becomes completely and utterly dark. Uh, I would like to get my lantern. Okay. So you go ruffling, rifling through, you find your lantern, you kind of pull it on out. Um, when you, is it normally this drafty in here? So as you say that, like you feel something bump up against you, Erebon. You feel something just kind of move past you. And not only that, but you actually hear this voice just sort of echoing off the walls. Everyone, everyone go ahead and... Everyone go ahead and make a valor test. I think I have a library pick too. Uh, and we do have some extras if anybody wants any. No, no, no. Everyone fail. <laughs> valor is heart, right? Against the heart target number? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I failed with a 13. Yeah, okay. failed 16. Success with a 17. Failed with or a 12. 6. Oh boy. Oh gosh. The, oh. Those of you who failed, take a shadow point. You were coming for me as soon as I mentioned shadow points. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've had this plan for weeks. You all um hear like a voice from Kind of somewhere in the stacks. Like, well, are you following or not? And, like, you look over in the distance, and you see a very faint light off in the corner. 
and you can see what looks like that scrunched up face kind of peering at you from a good 30 feet away and it disappeared down like this this row of books like this this tall shelf with sort of there's spider webs and dust kind of hanging down from it thought are you coming no of course yes I told him I'm, I told them they're coming enough Tori and he kind of continues to, to sort of wander off uh, what are the rest of you doing uh, Gilly's like holding on to the back of Floyd's shirt as she's holding the lantern and she's following him okay all right and so you the two of you start to follow Erebonial or Erebon are you following the light or are you doing something else uh Erebon doesn't like being in uh under the earth uh mm-hmm. so I think what he would do is he would end up being pretty close to Gilly he might even like kind of help her hold the lantern up just so it's a little <laughs> bit higher like pretending like it's to like you know make it easier to see but in actuality he just wants to be close to the light okay it's just holding Arrhenia. my hand then, awkwardly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, if there's a base Arineal will have unsheathed her sword and so she's going to be like walking backward mm-hmm. um, and kind of just like watching out behind the group and you know just kind of holding a hand out to be able to make sure that she's kind of following behind Gilly okay so you all start following in a relatively like single file type line and as you like, and you're a good 20, 30 paces behind this light in the distance, you hear the vague voice of, of Hajolin as he's somehow just like, you know, poof to the other side of the room. And right as you all kind of get down this line, you hear this creak. And all of a sudden, this massive stone bookcase just falls on its side on top of all of you. Uh, everyone go ahead uh, as this does so. Uh, make a what's it called athletics test against your strength quit lollygagging back there are you coming or not 14 to uh, success I rolled a Gandalf but only a 9 but it's success it's Gandalf though. you're good okay success automatic success success Gilly. Failure 11. With an extra success. All right. Gilly, take two points of damage as all of you kind of go, like, you, you get braced a bit, but, like, you manage to sort of either push yourselves out or maybe you kind of hold it enough and start lowering it. But as it does, some kind of large, like, old carved statue, like a bust of a, of a dwarf of old, just falls on top of Gilly. And, Gilly, you just you just kind of get, get the, the worst of it as this lands right on top of you. You're able to. I, I pushed Gilly away at, out of fright, and it put her right under the statue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let the cancel go through because they were single file, and Arinio, I think, was bringing up the edge. Specifically, Arabon and Floyd were flanking Gilly. So I'm yeah, say I was up too Arineal. far. I think Arinio's not right next to her. Um, as the the yeah the statue goes kind of falling down. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of continue to go and you're kind of moving about but as you kind of emerge you once again like get up and you you look around and you and 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 all the only light that you can see around you is this lamp and then you see like all the way behind you there's this little flicker of candlelight that pops up once more and you can see that crooked face of a drill and quit knocking things around what's wrong with you 
Over here, come on. Come on, we've got lots to discuss. I want to see more about this, uh, this, uh, this piece of armor you got. Now, come on, let's go. We're, we're not knocking things around. This was knocked into us. Ah, don't be daft. Who? Bookcases like that don't fall over. It's been here for hundreds of years. You think it's going to fall over now? You're crazy. And they say I'm crazy. They all say I'm crazy, Tori. Now, hush. Yes, yes, even Majolin says it. Yes, in Pori, they say that too. They say, I know what they say to me. Or about me, I should say. Come, come. What Arineal's danger is this help. dwarf leading us into? I don't, I don't know. Arineal helps Gilly up and just kind of tries to use Gilly's light to look around the bookshelf and just see if this is like a really dusty place, if there's any like footprints in the dust or anything like that around the bookshelf. Roll an awareness test, uh, minus one D penalty, uh, as it's extraordinarily dark in here. Sure. And the lamplight doesn't seem to be stretching as far as it should. All right, so um, you said awareness, and then I'm going to use a, an audience so that I can uh, balance that back out again. So uh, that's a fail. Okay. Um, so you're looking around for any signs of like footprints in the dust or any signs that someone might have like intentionally knocked this over. You don't notice anything like that. But as you're kind of moving around to the opposite side, if only you had the awareness bracelet, you move around <laughs> to the other side. Uh, and as you're kind of looking down, you're like, maybe you're bending down. You think you see something. Um, there is sort of a sound behind you. And what's your target number? What's your what's your parry? I should say. Uh one second. Sixteen. Sixteen, huh? Okay, I'll take that. That's it. Uh, all right. Um, okay. Um, you feel a cold and chilling touch right on the back of your neck, and you just—it's like this sudden horrible icy uh icy feeling to the point where you have to like like reach back as quickly as you can and you feel as you reach back towards it your hand just kind of suddenly passed through something like it's almost passing through water briefly as something's resisting it It takes six points of damage oh my gosh uh and once again you hear this sort of chuckling on the wind this little whisper begin to and all and in the distance you just hear Hajolin yell now Tori be nice to them they've come here and brought and they brought malt and they brought they thought hard deck they gave us something to eat well they gave me something you don't eat at all be nice to them no 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 I don't think we need to do that to them I think you're being a bit paranoid Uh, and Arineal will just sort of just stand up straight and just sort of, she's kind of had her sword out and, and just say, I would, she's trying to be very measured, but kind of forceful. I would very much appreciate if you can have Tori not push bookcases on top of us. 
I'm trying to tell him, but he seems to think that you all are malcontents and trouble causers and rabble rousers and all sorts of other very nefarious words that I'd rather not repeat. But Have your friend show itself. My friend, it's my brother, thank you very much. And he's standing right here. And he holds up the skull that he's kind of carrying around in his hand. Well, I believe it was very impolite of us to not introduce ourselves to your brother. Would you mind doing the honors? My name is Gilly Cuddlegrass. It's a pleasure to meet you. These are my friends. He doesn't say anything back. He's... He's trying to decide which one of you he dislikes the most. The elf, it seems, is his first choice. But there is a new say that I'm fond of you. him either. I don't. Tori, they are our guests. No, you leave them alone now. And you can tell, like, he is, his face is, like, he's looking extraordinarily pale, like this wisp of hair kind of coming down. And you all, like, hear stuff, like, moving about in the darkness here and there. And you hear, like, a creak on the far side of the room. And suddenly a book drops onto the ground. You hear the sounds of something, you know, like, kind of, like, scurrying past in the darkness. And then all of a sudden, Gilly, your light, your lantern light just fades to it's like the tiniest little bit of light where you can just barely see like a two, three feet radius around you. And come on, come on. You hear the voice of Hajolin, but you don't see exactly where he's coming from. Uh, Hajolin, are you out of oil? Do you think, do you think Tori could turn my lantern back on? As, like, Gilly's trying to, like, check her oil levels and stuff like that. Yeah, you're messing around with it. And, like, everything looks right. You keep trying to turn it, and it kind of f- comes up for a moment, and then sort of something's, it's like it's sort of dimming down. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with my lantern. We should, we should hurry and catch up with Hajolin. We should leave. This is not a safe place. We need answers. We came here because he's the best of the best. There's no guarantee he knows the answers. Look at him, he's crazy. Uh, Erebon, at saying that, you feel sort of this icy slash across your back. Uh, and uh, I rolled a, an, a, a Sauron, so, uh, and it's a total of... 23 in the nice hour no extra successes take six points of damage as you feel this cold streak just dig through your clothes through the armor you're wearing through the clothes that you're wearing on top of it you feel it kind of rake down the pass uh i'll say floy and arineal go ahead and roll an awareness test okay i let out a loud cry and spin with my spear ready i failed with a nine Arrhenio? Yeah, sorry. I'm having a issue here. There we go. Success, 15. Okay. So as all of you kind of whirl around, Gilly, you're still sort of messing around with the lamp. Uh, Erebon, you're like kind of your back kind of arcs, but that you sort of whirl around in the late. You, you turn around just in time to see this 
kind of black shadow on the sh- on the darkness of the room move around behind Erebon and just kind of dissipate into the shadows once more. And as it does, you can feel this this vague kind of coolness wash over you. There is another presence here, and it's not doesn't seem to be Hajolin. Would I be able to swing my spear before it like disappeared? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll. Uh, and just tell me your total. Or, and actually, you check your total against your own thing, but tell me your, um, like, what kind of damage you would do. Uh, okay, I rolled a 13. Yeah, does that hit for you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I have no extra parry on this guy. Yeah, you swing <laughs> back around. Uh, and it just catches air. Iridium There's some wants, sort of creature here. Iridium wants to try to go feel around for the book that got knocked off. Because there was one book that got knocked off the bookshelf, right? Yeah, there was one book. Um, yeah, you go over, you lean down, you kind of flip through it. It's dwarven runes and whatnot language i don't think you would know dwarven i, I think elf we established perfectly good right, for a right. but I, like you probably don't necessarily understand this this sort of dwarven script here that you're looking at um you know there's a couple sketches here and there otherwise there's this sort of old dwarven script um but you do like sort of hear the sounds of like some sort of very faint bit of movement in here uh, but it's still so dark, like you can't discern the black of like the shadow of this thing that's moving around from the sort of the black of the room, the shadow itself. Gilly, your lamp is working, but it's still kind of giving off this sort of diffuse light. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Oh, so many bits. All I got to do is let Chuck put his feet on my face and I get enough <laughs> bits for complications. That's all I get. There, I Dude, guess there are worse things. Yeah, I know. We should make a OnlyFans page of just Chuck putting his feet <laughs> on my face. We'll probably make more than we both we make combined <laughs> Twitch channels. Um, uh, it's all takes. Yeah. Can Arineal try to just gather, like, gather everyone and just try to like book it for the direction that Hijolin went? Yeah, uh, you can, that's fine. Floyd, what are you doing in all this, man? You haven't really said much. Guess I just call out for a Jolin. Seems lost his back. Try to follow him as best we can. You just hear like a voice in the distance. I'm over here. Come on. Yeah, I've seen that before. That very uh, the, the, the 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 craftsman's mark. It seems so familiar to me. Yes, yes, I can help you. Tori, leave them be. They are. They're not bothering me. They shouldn't be bothering you. No, no, why? Uh, no, it's it's kind. It's very nice to get visitors one of these days. My voice for him is like spanning the globe. <laughs> it's like him. all over. Um, but yeah, you can hear the voice from the other side of the room. It's just so dark, and everything's just sort of moving about. Uh, I, I would say, really, like the idea is like you guys need to figure out a way to get more light. It would probably strike you at this point. 
because you guys are like bumping in, you're bumping into things as you're moving about, you're bumping into tables, you're bumping into bookshelves, you're feeling things kind of like move past you, the sudden waft of cold air, this strange smell that continues to sort of assault your nostrils. Uh, And all of this seems to like be happening. Uh, And you guys have taken damage. So I'm not sure if there's something more than just use you know, Irenial, quickly, like, your cloak. Uh, Irenial will hand over the cloak, not really wanting to. Um, and Irenial is going to ask Gilly if she has extra oil for her lantern. Uh, yeah. I'll take the cloak and I'm going to go over to Gilly and set it on fire with Gilly's <laughs> lantern. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. Nothing, so you- nothing is sacred to Erebon. <laughs> he likes uh, his cloak. So you, uh, you have magical craft success on that lantern. I don't, I don't see why that would that would be okay. You take the cloak and you and you kind of open up Gilly's lantern. You get the the oil all over it, and then you light it back up. And then the the cloak just bursts into flames, which suddenly just seems to be enough uh, enough light to sort of push back this like encompassing darkness and just put you all in this envelope. And as it does, you can see all of the bookshelves and things that you first saw when you kind of came in. Suddenly you can see the contours of them light up. But in addition to that, you see hovering just a few feet away from you all, a specter of some sort of significant height. No legs on the ground. You can see this torso clad and some kind of uh, intricate armor that seems to be sort of kind of shifting in the light. You don't really kind of see the legs so much as you see this kind of cloak or robe that sort of drifts down to the ground far taller than a dwarf would be. And you see that their hand is kind of got this this sort of tinge and glow to it. And they're kind of dragging this like around with them, this sort of spectral sword. And as the light comes up, like their head kind of wa- you know, kind of whips towards you. And you see where the face like should be. Like there's just this dark and empty, like empty pool that as the light hits it, you can see this hideous kind of like corpse-like visage like push through uh everyone this is uh we're gonna start we're gonna start combat start battle now um everyone go ahead and roll a valor test as this horrific thing of terror like pops up in front of you success for Irvineal uh can I have a dice please uh yes Failed. I got an auto success, Gandalf. Okay, uh, the num the amount of successes is also important. So if any of you got additional successes, let me know. No, doesn't okay. look like it. So, uh, all right. So those of you who passed, um, and just with the one. Uh, you will take two points of shadow. Oh, gosh. Uh, those of you who failed will take three points of shadow, and you cannot, um, you cannot, you are what's considered daunted. You cannot spend hope for the rest of the fight. So anyone who failed cannot spend hope for this fight as this creature steps out in front of you. Uh, and there's only a few feet away, close enough where uh, opening volleys are, because it's ba- basically been circling around you and following you and like kind of poltergeisty and type things on top of you. Uh, so no opening volleys, you're close enough to engage it. So we'll say we'll drop you in, we'll kind of get going into 
proper combat again. It's been a while since we've done combat, actually. Yeah, it has been. It's been a very I'm sorry, long time. I cut out for a second. Did you say we take shadow? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, if you succeeded, roll a, a valor test. I failed the valor test. Did you? Okay. okay. So you're take three two. points of shadow, and oh, not only that, but three. you are. He failed. So take three points of shadow, and you are daunted, meaning you okay. cannot use. So, yeah. Quick question. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah. When your shadow meets your max, is that important, or is it when it? Oh no, uh, we lost oh, Steven. No. Yeah, he's. Why did I invite again. him into this, uh, into this party? <laughs> Why is well, he here? Well, Long can answer that because uh, we just did this with Floyd. It's when it when it meets your maximum hope score, right? Yeah, when it meets max hope. Uh, you little I crazy. Am, yeah, I I uh, I have ten hope and I have ten shadow. Like your your max hope is ten. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is great. Now, um, I oh. would like to take a shadow scar. <laughs> oh, Farco is helping you all. God damn. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Turncoat traitor. <laughs> all right. Oh, I didn't think this was gonna be as terrible. This is what happens when I tap into competition. I didn't think you'd give me Awful. foreshadow a session. My Sorry, goodness. Wow. Sorry, man. Yeah, well, you guys are rolling so bad. You guys have drawn the ire of people now. Sorry, I'm just saying oh a few things. All right. Yeah, I might need to do a shadow scar. Yeah, too. I'm taking a shadow scar. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll say yeah. I took it like when I got hit by the um, statue. So like I have like, a <laughs> face or something. We should kick out Steven and take, bring Chuck in. <laughs> Chuck wouldn't throw away magical freaking items that I give to the party. <laughs> That would have actually and, really helped you here. You could have gotten a magical success on your awareness on your awareness tests and seen this thing a lot sooner, so it wouldn't have got the extra hits on you. That's oh, fine. no. Yes, and I will say that I now have a big old scar on my back from where I took six damage from this thing. I don't know so why. I also... Sorry. What were you saying, Stephen? Uh, nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. My internet's being funny. I'm trying to oh, yeah. get it sorted. We haven't done combat in so long that I think the combat initiative has changed, and uh, I don't know how to use it now. So we're just going to do this the old-fashioned way. Uh -oh. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, we know how it works. Uh, there's three stances. There's only one. There's only one enemy, so should be pretty easy. Uh, Floy, I assume forward stance. Is that correct? Forward stance. It's been a while. Okay. Uh, so, Floyd, you're in forward. Uh, what about Orineal and Erebon? Defensive. Uh, I Sorry, I'm trying to look at the tasks again real quick. It's been so long since we Just tell this. me what stance you're in. Oh, I'm sorry, looking at the uh, tasks so that I can see what Yeah, defensive. I'm sorry. I'm what about you, Flo uh, what about you uh, Gilly? I'm assuming you're going into rearward. Yeah, um, I want to do the combat task. Or no, uh, I want to do... I just need to know your stance right now. Open. Okay. Forward... Open defensive. Okay, so I'll do forward. Okay, so I got I got Floy and Arineal, who are in. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I got Floy in forward. I got Arineal and Gilly in open, and I've got Arabon who is in defensive. Okay, that means Floy, it will be your turn. You go first. Forward stance. We've got a Spectre among us, and I'll just charge at it. Okay, uh, it's just a few steps away, so you 
you leap at this thing, which is very clearly some kind of white or wraith or you, you fought similar creatures before. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and swing, uh, no extra parry. So it's whatever your, your target number is for swinging. It doesn't have any parry rating. Well, the Trevor will, will attend <laughs> with four bonus dice. Oh goodness. Uh, okay. So you come in and you go swinging and it just sort of very effortlessly, just sort of slightly off to the side, your ax comes, you know, crashing down onto the stone floor. You hear the tink of it. Uh, then we go into open stance, um, and this is where I believe Arineal and Gilly are. Whatever order you want is fine. Gilly, were you going to do the uh, combat task for open? You're muted. Do you have it favored? I do not have... I have two pips in it. I was going to do the Inheartened roll. Okay, go ahead. You can go ahead and go first then. Okay, if I could have a dice, please. Sure. I'm ripping it. Failure of 10. Oh, goodness. Uh, what is it you say, Gilly, and and why doesn't it work? Or maybe you're uh, too terrified to even speak. Who knows? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's more so like Gilly's just just he's supposed to be a, a friend, and like like she's trying to like stop in both combats, but like Floyd's already going in to hit him, and she's just concerned all around that she's gonna offend Hajolin. Yeah. As you, as your eyes, as you're like turning around and trying to shout, and you see Hajolin is still atop that table, like he hasn't, like like almost as if like he hasn't left, and you see he's kind of like like seizing a little bit, like he's kind of going through this sort of like twitching seizing effect right now. A little bit of foam is kind of coming out of his out of his mouth, and his eye, and like his face is continuing to scrunch like harder and harder uh, to the point where it almost looks like something might burst. Uh, Arineal, you're also in open stance. All right, and I am just going to attack. I am mm-hmm. um, also going to take one of these. And... <sighs> success. Absolutely, yeah. 19. Give me that damage. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's just a normal success? Yeah, give me that damage. All right, so damage is... Three. Three points. Okay. So... You come in as Floyd's axe kind of clinks down onto the stone. Gilly starts to shout, but kind of fumbles her words a bit as she sees this sight of Hajolin kind of seizing. You ignore all that and just go straight at where this wraith has just over to the side. And you swing out and you you feel your blade, like the resistance as it slashes in. And you hear, as most certainly you've, you've done something to it. And I will um, yell um, as I do that. Um, everyone already noticed this but i'm you know going to be yelling like this is not a dwarf as i <laughs> attack <laughs> uh Arabon, uh defensive stance uh what would you like to do uh i do not need to go into my bout of madness just yet correct oh, I didn't you have to go into disadvantage i believe i'm ill-favored yeah exactly mm-hmm. but i can do my bout of that oh, okay um, I'm still not going to be that courageous right now. Uh, I think I will just like half-heartedly swing at it with my spear, which okay. I'm ill-favored. Uh, I would say it's just three of you now that are surrounding this thing. Uh, I'll say from now on, as long as the three of you are still here, you can take a bonus dice as an advantage as you're kind of flanking and surrounding it a bit. 
Okay, I'm also weary. Did I mention that? Uh, <laughs> so uh, I want air. That would be <laughs> a miss. Okay. Uh, even with no favorite, I did get a 13, but I needed a 14 okay, for just my target. You try to jam the uh, the, the the spear through, uh, but it does not quite quite hit. Um, all right, so I think what it's going to do is. All right. For one of its attacks, uh, it's going to get two. Oh, I have the wrong thing up. One second. Uh, where is it? There it is. Sorry. Same stats. Okay. Just a couple different. Yes, Ashley, I agree. I was not expecting combat when we came to the library to talk to the lore master. <laughs> I know. Got to put them. Yeah, I like to mix it up a bit. You know. Um, okay. This thing is going to. I think it's first going to lunge out at, we'll say, Floy, uh, who missed. Floy, you were in forward stance, which means I get an extra die. Uh, And I'm going to say it's not in complete darkness, so I'm not going to give it favorite on its attacks. Uh, Okay. All right. What's your parry? 15. Uh, that will hit with a 14, 16, 19, 20 uh, with one additional success. Um, I think this is going to end up doing a total of eight points of damage uh, as it's going to slash down uh, with that kind of sort of ancient sword. It seems to be dragging around with it. And it's going to, as you sort of lose your balance and land, you know, you're you're kind of stumbling a bit off balance from the from the swing. It's going to take advantage of that and just cut across your back once more. Then, it's going to, with its hand, kind of reach out, and it's going to go at. <laughs> I feel like I, I I feel like yeah, it's going to reach out. I think it's going to reach out at um, at Arineal. Uh, and mm-hmm. you just you just hear in your in your mind you just hear that kind of go ahead and make a wisdom roll. Uh, I'm gonna use a dice for this. So I have to spend a spend a hate for that, which I will. That's a success with a seventeen. Okay, uh, so I think you end up just a regular success. Correct. I think you take two points of shadow. Oh my gosh. Uh, however, uh, you don't fall unconscious. I'm back to uh, miserable again. Okay. Uh, that is the end of this round. We'll go to the new round. Any change-ups for how we're doing things? Uh, Gilly will go rearward. Rearward for, for Gilly? Okay. Yeah. I'll switch to forward. I am staying defensive. All right. Uh, so, Arineal and Floy, your forward stance. What do you want to do? Uh, can I do Intimidate Foe first? I'm going to say to you, uh, because you would know this, because I believe you have lore for undead. Oh, yeah, that's right. More than likely, uh, you know that this is this is probably a heartless creature, and Intimidate Foe intimidate doesn't work. would not really okay. work unless there were some sort of magical success you might be able to get. Understood. Okay. Um, if I can't do that, then then I want to do open stance, and Floy can go first. Okay. 
Uh, so you okay? Okay, that's that, that's fine. That's fine. All right, go ahead, Floyd. Forward stance. Yeah, re- regain my balance here. Mm-hmm. Look for a solid piece of swing it. Yeah. Oh boy. Extraordinary success. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, It'll be twenty-one damage. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. How much? Twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one points of damage. Uh, <gasps> you rolled a nice high round too. Oh dear. Uh, okay, that is a lot of damage. It is still up. Uh, it's still functioning. Uh, but you can you when you sort of do this uppercut swing with the axe, you manage to just cleave right through it all to the point where it recoils as it backs up. Uh, but uh, it looks towards you all somewhat undaunted, maybe a little daunted, uh, <laughs> as we go over to Arineal. Damn, yeah. that's the Floyd we know and love. There it yes, is. Yes, that is. Good gracious. All right. Uh, short sword. All right. Sword. I'm going to grab one of these. I think in the future, what I'm going to do is whenever we do that undaunted thing, I'm also going to make it as can't use audience dice either. Not just hope, but audience dice. That's um, what I think. In if the we future. pass in that, the future. are we un- undaunted? What's that? If you passed, right. you're fine. You just took some sorcery points unless okay. you unless you canceled them all out with additional successes. Okay. Uh, but uh, if you pass, you're not undaunted. Only if you failed okay. are you undaunted and can't use hope. Cool. Okay, so I succeeded with a great success. And because okay. I haven't done combat in a while, I'm forgetting what I can do with those extras. Uh, usually, like, it, looking at... Usually a heavy blow, and then it's dependent upon your weapon. So I would say, like, what did you roll on your, Two. on your feet? That's yeah, you. so you're not going to get anywhere close yeah. to a piercing blow, really. So you can do um, you can do a heavy blow if you want, which just kind of adds extra damage. Okay, so uh, normally it would be a three, but that would add in my uh, kind of what, you have um, seven. You have a sword too, right? Is what you have? It's a keen uh, short sword. Yeah, so that's going to yeah, be ten damage. In this case, Pierce wouldn't be useful for you. So heavy blow is the best. Yeah, so it's your strength rating. You just add your strength. So ten total. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, as you slash into it, you feel it like there's kind of a flickering of it for a moment. Uh, I'm going to tap into its deathless ability. Uh, when a uh, an attack inflicts damage to a creature that would cause it to get a zero endurance, spend one hate to bring this creature back to full endurance instead. Uh, which yeah. is what I'm going to do. As between you and Flo, you would have actually killed it if not for this uh, deathless ability. Okay. And we've seen this ability before. Yes, this is again not something that's new to any of you. Uh, Everyone, you especially with your uh, your lore ability, your undead lore. Erebon, uh, defensive stance, mind playing tricks on you. What do you want to do? Yes. Uh, you can see that Erebon is visibly wavering, uh, and he takes a couple steps back. Uh, and he just thrusts out with his spear, but he's holding the very end of it. There's no real power behind it. And I will swing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have the extra die, you said, the advantage? Yeah, for the three of you in melee. So it cancels out my defensive. Uh, that would be 18. All right. Okay. Uh, what's your, uh, that, what's that's your a hit. My strength is uh, okay. 14. You have any any bonus die or anything like that? Uh, no great, just a single success. 
Okay, so what's your total damage? Uh, my total damage is for the weapon. five. Okay, five points. Okay, chipping away. You managed to, as it's like trying to get back and like stepping back up into the fight after nearly dying, you know, re-dying, you take advantage of that and just right over the shoulder of Arineal, you just lunge the great spear and manage to get it uh, in sort of a, 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 a kind of its, in its side, so to speak. Uh, Gilly, you're in rearward now. Um, I feel like Gilly would be really concerned with Hajolan. Um, can I run towards him to attempt to heal? Absolutely. And then I'd like to spend a hope to invoke, um, the Pearl of Calibrion and do a magical success on the heal roll. Okay. And then roll it, roll it as well to see what other extra successes you might get on it. Okay. So at least one success. Possibly more. Just the one success. Okay. Um, you can see that he's biting down. Uh, he's like almost biting through his tongue. So you kind of grab something on the table and you jam it into his mouth so he doesn't bite through his tongue. And the foam is still coming out. It's when you come up, you realize that his hand is like gripping the skull. And it's just like like it's... Like you can see the whites of his knuckles as though he's gripping it like this death grip right now. Uh, and then we're going to go back over to the creature uh, who will this time, I think it's going to still lunge at Floy because Floy is in forward stance and is the most threatening. Uh, so I think he's going to swing at you with his sword. Uh, oh, uh, two Two bonus dice, 12, 9, 21, 23, uh, which should hit with two successes. Um, I think what I'm going to do, make an injury roll, Floy, against a target of 16. So roll your armor, basically. Your rate success, 23. Ooh. Okay, so you're not you do not suffer a piercing blow, uh, and then on top of that, you'll take uh, I think it's eight points of damage. Yeah, eight points of damage uh, from the slash. Don't forget, you can take knockback and take half, but you'd have to spend your next turn to get up. Good reminder. Right. Then with its hand, uh, it's going to reach down towards a rineal. And it just try to kind of claw you with this with this chilling touch. Uh, what is your parry that I'm trying 16. to hit? All right, and you're in open stance. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take a bonus from spending hate. Uh, that's not good. That's gonna be a miss. Uh, actually, no, it's not. Seventeen. I'm sorry. Seventeen with one uh, with one bonus. Um, I will spend it. Hmm. Sorry. Um, I'll spend it on just heavy blowing this. So nine points Uh-oh. of damage. How much? Nine. So it reaches so it slashes out at Floyd, reaches down as a rineal, you kind of lunge towards it and you're kind of shifting off to the side as Erebon is kind of pulling back his spear and it takes advantage of that slight slight moment to sort of with its hand just like reach back 
and just like rake across your arm. You just feel your left arm just go cold as ice. Uh, new rounds. Third round. Uh, there are. So, so are we in the, we in the same stances or are we doing something different? I'm seeping forward. Okay. And Arineal, you're still in open? Yeah. All right. Floy, you're up. I'll raise my axe above my head. It's either you or me. Just bring it down. I love the symmetry of the group that we all have our stance that we go to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just got it all covered. Go ahead. Got a great success. Liar. On a being okay. another 14 damage. <laughs> Jeez. All okay. Right. Still up. Still up. Uh, go over to an open stance. Arineal, as you see Floyd getting his getting his groove back, flailing away with his axe. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'm going to take a dice uh, and swipe at it again. Um, I'm just trying to throw everything I can into this. Of course. Uh, that's just a regular old success. Okay. Uh, what's so the damage in your weapon? Three. Okay, three damage in the weapon. Uh, okay. You're chipping away. Uh, it's it's certainly beginning to waver a bit, but it's still nonetheless um, functioning. Goes to Erebon now. Uh, how many audience dice do we have left? We have seven left. Okay. Uh, Erebon is really starting to panic at this point, especially seeing Arreniel get hit in the arm. Uh, He's behind her. He's going to rip his helm off, just trying to get some air uh, so he can finally breathe, get a gasp, and it just the icy air fills his lungs and he thrusts out one-handed again. I'm no longer weary because I dropped my helmet uh, and I will take one audience die. Okay. I've been doing something wrong. In your favor, oh. damn it. But I figured it out now. Oh, I've been, I've been adding the wrong of... number to, to heavy blows. I should have been adding six to damage as opposed to three I was adding. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it should have been, instead, instead, of, instead of eight and nine, it should have been 11 and 12. That's how much damage I should have been doing on heavy blows. Yeesh. Uh, it's good that I'm no longer weary because I rolled a lot of threes and under. Uh, I still missed, though. I got an 11. Okay. Oh, no. Gilly turns to you. Uh, you hear the fighting behind you. You see that he, like you don't think he's going to choke anymore. However, like he he seems to be like seized, like something has taken over him. Uh, yeah, I want to yeah. try and rip that skull out of his hand. Okay, uh, that will be an athletics test. Okay. Um, is this combat? I mean, you're in Me- combat. Uh, okay, but you're okay. rolling a skill test, so which is different than rolling a combat proficiency. So I can use a fellowship point for favorite or no? Yeah. Okay. I would like to. Yeah, I'll let you do it. We're in combat. It's fine. For favor. Okay. I will too. Will spend a fellowship point for anti favor. <laughs> and then. Um, can I have a dice? Of course. My athletics oh, is awful. <laughs> Would you like more than one dice? Nope, it's too late. I failed. Aww. I won. Okay. Aww. As you 
try to pry it away, like your fingernail kind of probably like bends ever so slightly to the point where it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's like you cannot quite get this skull out of his hand. It goes to it, uh, who will take a swing once more, continuing with the sword at uh, at old Floyd. All right. It's oh boy, I do Uh-oh. believe I just Uh-oh. rolled an Aya Sauron. It's twelve, sixteen, twenty-two. No, Jeff, uh, those are those are the bad dice that you can't read. You, you got to <laughs> use the Norse Foundry dice that are legible. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty-two, and it's a, also a great success. I got an additional success. Uh, I'm just going to say, first of all, this is a piercing blow. So go ahead and roll. Um, go ahead and roll a. Uh, uh, your armor for injury. Target of 16. 27 oh extraordinary success. Okay, asshole. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, and then for the second thing, I will go ahead and put the heavy blow on. Um, so take 11 points of damage. It should have been 11 instead of 8, but I'm not going to go back and change the others. But I am going to change it from now on. So 11 points of damage. Don't make me weary. Okay, buddy. And then for it's fine. Yeah, stuff. Okay. Oof. Okay. Then what it's going to do? It's going to its arm, its hands, going to kind of go out, and it's going to sort of in the direction of Gilly as like its head whips <gasps> around at the sight of Gilly, kind of messing around with this skull. Uh, Gilly, roll a wisdom test okay. as you hear that. <laughs> Success. Yay! Okay. Take you still take two points of shadow as you feel something come over you. Uh, however, you did pass, so you don't fall asleep. Uh, so that's good. Okay, new round. Uh, Floy, you're up first. Forward stance, yeah. I assume. Taking three pretty heavy blows here. I'm going to gather whatever strength I have left and just drive my axe down on this specter. Okay. It is in the kill range. I'm going to do a fellowship to cancel out my weary. Okay. So you're tapping into, are you, so you're tapping into audience dice or are you tapping into a fellowship point? A fellowship point, right? Gotcha. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's balance. Yeah. Cause balance. Your yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got the one success. It'll Regular be seven. Success. damage. It is still up. The note of sadness with one success. <laughs> so close. But it is still functioning as you slash. Uh, Arineal, you're an open stance, I assume, still. So it comes to you. I am going to be super selfish here. Story Do it. I'm going to take three audience dice, which still leaves us with two. We got out, to outlaw that. We got we to gotta change the way this audience dice stuff works. We got we to gotta really... Think about how this works. You guys think you're our heroes? <laughs> Jeff, you made these rules. <laughs> Did I? Did I, Stephen? I assume oh, so. Oh, no. It's okay. Seriously. Uh, describe your kill, uh, as this has one endurance left. Oh. So go ahead and describe how you so did So, Arineal, again, Gilly is Arineal's fellowship <laughs> focus. And so that last little nonsense of like, this is now kind of like focusing its attention on Gilly um, just kind of gets that like, oh, hell no response from Arineal. And she just like, you know, just takes like a massive swing um, 
right at, you know, kind of the midsection here. Okay. You swing, as you swing through it, you feel the blade just start at first, like, like you're almost like you're bifurcating. It just, you can feel the resistance. It gets harder and harder and then until it just becomes whoosh and it just goes through and you all watch as this figure just sort of fizzles for a moment. Gilly, over by uh, Hajolin, you watch as slowly his seizing stops. His hand kind of falls against the table, goes limp, and the skull rolls out of it. What do you guys want to do? Um, we need to leave now. Can I, I crush the skull? Absolutely. Uh, no test required. Uh, maybe you pick up a, you know, a goblet or something that's on the table or a yeah. heavy book and you just smash it and smash it and smash it until it breaks into a bunch of different pieces and dust. And you all hear a whoa. And all of a sudden, all of the candles and torches and sconces around just begin to flicker and they just grow a little bit brighter in this room. Like everything just suddenly becomes just a touch brighter. The cloak that's laying on the ground, the flames just kind of kick up higher. Smoke is beginning to kind of cover it up a bit. But you can see that it's just brighter in this room. I'll run over to Hajolin. See if he's okay. Don't touch him. He's he's tainted by the shadow. I think think it's lifted i i would i would agree with gilly i think whatever has been haunting him we We can't risk it can you not smell it you can smell the evil and i i spit out it's so strong you can taste it we need to leave i i smell my cloak because you decided to burn my cloak but i think but I'll, I'll, I'll look I around. I did what was necessary. We need to leave. There's nothing he can, he can tell us that would be of value. He is just as evil as the company he keeps. I, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about these things, but I, I think just, can you just stay put? What would you know of anything? You are a child. I have lived a thousand years. You have lived a dozen, two dozen. You know nothing. We need to leave. Not without Hajolin. He sees. I'm not leaving him here. He is useless to us. Can you not see? He will just drag us further into the darkness. I think... He will have answers. We came here for answers. We are brave. We can handle things that come our way. We just did. And this will now be better. And we will get our answers. What answers could he have that we need? Any answer he gives you will be tainted by shadow. If we had asked him the question 10 minutes ago, perhaps. But I think if we give him time to recover... We should hear him out. I cannot be a part of this. And I'm going to turn to leave. And Iridiel's just going to like look over at Floy as 
just remembering having to deal with this not too long ago with Floy and just kind of look at Erebon and um, she's going to rush toward the door because I think there was like one way in. And so mm-hmm. she's basically going to block his exit. Okay. Gilly's going to call initiative. out. No, let him go. This is what he does. He walks away from things that are important. He won't stick around and do what needs to be done. So maybe he should go. And then Gilly's going to focus on Hajolan. Erebon will stop at the sound of Gilly's voice and he'll do the half turn. And then he'll turn away and Ereniel, you'll see there are just tears coming down his face. Let me pass. No. This you don't is, walk this away is from not... friends, Erebon. She's right. We are a company now. We do what needs to be done together. Even when it's difficult, we look out for each other. And Arineal is blocking like she has made herself tall and folded her arms and you are not getting out the door. Walked away from much closer friends than you. And I will turn and just like put my back up against the wall and just slump and just fall to the ground. Okay. Oh, you hit Gilly there. She's crying. But she won't look at you. I'm going to make sure this cloak is not ablaze It's setting this place on fire. Oh, sure. Yeah. You put it out. It's fine. It was getting smoky. In Boy's here, like, right? is there any gold in here? Does she have any rings in the pockets? <laughs> That's what I said, Chad. I was like, meanwhile, Floyd's going through Jolin's pockets looking for loose change. <laughs> they didn't want to ruin the moment. Okay. So, uh, Gilly, through like your, your tears, you, uh, you, you're kind of tending to Jolin kind of feel his heart breathing you know his heart beating is he's still breathing here and there his chest is rising and get a little water kind of put it on his lips and you you know he kind of coughs a bit and eventually after a few minutes um he kind of comes back to his and you notice that his face that had been scrunched up is like kind of loosened a bit his eye opens up kind of flickers like it hasn't done so in a while Thank you, little hobbit. I don't know what's happened to me of late. Something... Something foul has had hold of me. For the first time in a while... I can breathe again. It's good to have you back, Lord Master. He kind of looks down at the skull, and he kind of kicks it with his boot a bit. Aye, that was not my brother. No. Some cruel shadow played a trick on a poor old man who misses his, his kin. It is an occupational hazard. We dig into the old 
tombs of the world looking for knowledge. And sometimes there's things waiting for you. Might we walk a bit? I would very much like to stretch these legs out a bit. Should we perhaps go up and see your brothers? In time. He kind of looks over. I, I could see all of you. And a part of me was talking, but... There is something else. A darkness on my mind and on my heart. I feel lighter now than I felt in ages. I would very much like to see the sky again. I've been buried down in these books and scrolls and the dirt of the barrows for far too long. Yes, a good walkabout. Besides, we have much to discuss. He overheard a bit of what your elf friend says, and I would understand if you've got reservations. But I was not lying when I said I've seen that sigil before, Master Floy. You wear on your person a dark piece of mithril crafted by an apprentice of none other than Telkar, one of the greatest smiths in dwarven history, and I would very much like to examine it further. Of course, we've got some time, but I'll help him up. Thank you. Ugh. And you can hear like this loud crack as he kind of stands up straight for the first time. His bones just becoming sort of live again. You can see his face kind of recoloring. Uh, and as like he walks past like Erebon, who's like slumped on the ground, you're welcome to stay, Master Elf. But if you care to travel. I'm going to take your friends to the Dragon Tower further up into the mountains and show them a treasure. If you're interested in accompanying us later, just ask one of the guards and they can point you in the direction. Erebon will, uh, not make eye contact. Uh, he's just looking down sullenly. But as the group begins to leave, he'll slowly get up and follow behind. Okay. And you sort of like montage this like walk out. He's kind of leading you kind of navigating this like circuitous tunnels back through the halls that you've seen before, greeting some of his brothers and some of the guards along the way, eventually kind of leading out the golden the golden doors that led into this hall out into like the sun and you can see he just like lifts his face to it and he kind of moves around that pond if you recall there was that central pond and this kind of basin within which the halls have kind of been set mm-hmm. and he kind of leads you beyond the pond and he kind of reaches down kind of washes pats him on his face and all the while he's kind of like telling you kind of 
a story, kind of weaving in his own adventures, like what he's done and, you know, what he's learned. And he's just like, I've traveled the ruins of many dwarven settlements. I've dug into the tombs of kin, both those I know and those I don't. I'm afraid dwarves, as you've seen, are not immune to the pool of shadow. And I'm sorry to say that there are some descendants of our kind, Master Floy, as far back as the Elder Days, who allied themselves with the dark powers of the world. Those were the days when the smiths of Gamul and Telchar would keep the forges lit. They would teach their craft to many a dwarf who come far and wide. Rune carving inscription, a means of making the metal lighter, but somehow sturdier at the same time. Could cast away blades, arrows, and even those weapons imbued with the sorcery of shadow. But, sadly, some of these apprentices fell to shadow. And now it's the enemy who has this gift. Well, at least some pale version of what the masters of our kind were able to discover. And as you guys are walking, you're like winding up this mountain path and you see up ahead, like emerging in the distance, like you can see it a ways away. Uh, but as you get a little closer, you see a tower. Um, kind of like on top of this rock. It wasn't immediately seen just from the like the slopes themselves, but it's built quite large. And you can see that there's these different battlements and things up top it's being manned uh, by by several people. And he sees you all kind of staring at it. And he's like, after the events at Terrible, we were concerned. Many of us were that the dragons may have returned and Smug might not be the only one. Perhaps it's an overabundance of caution. But my brother decided that we would construct our own dragon tower. Not that our vaults and reservoirs are filled with treasure that would interest even the most modest of dragons. But we do have one treasure. One that we hold dearest above all. And at this point he kind of starts leading you up this tower. And when you get to the very top, you can see almost like encased into this beautiful display, this like ornate 
not not glass casing, but you can definitely tell there's been stone pedestal with all these runes and script around it and on top of it kind of almost slipped into the with the blade kind of slipped into the, the stone and stuff like was a scabbard. You see a blade. And you can tell immediately, Floy. And those of you who have taken the time to examine Floy's uh, Floy's armor, that some of the types of runes that you see along kind of the collar line are also appearing along like the hilt and the pommel. Different though. And even though yours has like this purple amethyst kind of at the at the collar, right where the nape of the neck is, there's a sort of different jewels that are adorning this. This my new friends is the last remaining artifact of the great smith Telchard that our clan lays claim to. And where better to keep it than in a tower meant to protect us from an ancient enemy? I've brought you here partly because I wanted to see this again in my own eyes, not shaded through that creature that had hold of me. But I also wanted to show you the heights of dwarven craft. What you wear, Floy, is certainly a treasure to behold, but it pales in comparison even to this. And all of you, as you're looking, you can tell, like, it's like what Floy, what you wear, it's, it's light, it's powerful, it's strong, but it also, like, there's an elegance to, like, this. Uh, this weapon that you see in front of you like you can just without even reaching ground you can tell floyd like in you or Renil, those of you that use like kind of mm-hmm. melee weapons like there's just something about this like the way the pommel is there was a time when we made oh so many things most of them have fallen to history. My kind, we live for a fair number of years, not as many as our elvish friend here, of course. Uh, but sadly, not all of us have a mind to preserve history. From the dragon helm of Dorlomin. <sighs> To the famed Noglemir, we have crafted throughout history the most powerful of objects that have fallen to shadow, that have sunken beneath the waves with the breaking of the world. But fortunately, some like this still stand. You see, the reason... You are having such trouble of late floys that you wear not the craft of Telchar or Kamil Zarak or any of their apprentices that have followed their rune-carving ways. No. You wear the craft of one of the apprentices who broke his oath, who betrayed friends, kin and elf as well. 
the specific details of which are perhaps somewhat difficult to uncover, and I know not all of those details, but it is my trade to know that which others do not. But suffice to say, the dreams that you have been having and others who are in your company, they are not of the future, they are not of the present, but they are likely of a deep past when dwarf and elf went axe to arrow in the place that has long been broken and sunken beneath the water. The elder days a source of great betrayal and violence, the Battle of Sarnathrad, the Battle of the Thousand Caves, a ford along an ancient river, gone now after the breaking, in its place the Gulf of Loon shines in the morning light. Dwarves of Nograd, elves of Osirian during the Elder Days. Some who crafted these items and intended them as gifts for the very elves they called friends. They did not want to give them up, or they wanted them back in return. And from that... From that desire came treachery, betrayal, and blood. And it is this betrayal that has found its way into the very armor you wear. Cursed it is, and that who wears it. I am no sorcerer, my new friends. But if you wish to cleanse it, I believe you must return it to the source of that treachery. I've done this Mithril for a while now. And you're quite wise to history. Where we found it is a ways east. Kind of nods his head. Where you found it is not where it came from, or at least that who crafted it. No, you must travel westward, my friend. Although the Asgard, the Golden Bend, an ancient, beautiful river that Well, as I said, it is not here. But the gulf is. And there are settlements of elves to the west that might aid you in finding a more accurate place. But if I were to wager finding a pool of water near where that great river once wound and sink that beneath it when you pull the armor back out 
No longer will your dreams plague you, and you will see the full brilliance of Mithril, and not the darkened shadow that you now wear. But I am just an old dwarf, and I could be wrong. As much as it pains me. It You're the best lead we have. Yeah. He's, I thank you of that. But as much as it might pain me to admit this, this is his kind. Kind of nods towards Erebon. Some of whom still live there. If you travel west, seek out the settlement of Forland. A river empties into the gulf. If you are true-hearted and kind, and you explain to them that which I have explained to you, perhaps they can direct you further. I do fear a bit, says they'll see the doom that is in summer. Mm. Their kind does not sleep the way that we do. Nor do they dream as we. But maybe, even still. And he kind of a wry grin towards Erebon. There is kindness among their kind. And there is reason and logic. And if you are earnest, and if you tell them true, they will help you. I'm sure of it. Erebon's been staying at the edge of the group and he's just looking into the distance uh, not acknowledging anything. Well, there's only way, one way to find out if it works and that is to go and do it. And I think this is a reasonable cause. As as Floyd has shown here again today, we 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 need his axe. We need him to be able to get up in the fights that we have ahead of us. And that armor has saved him, I'm sure. And if we can find a way to cleanse this shadow from it, it will be all the more helpful. And Arrhenial will um, kind of circle around to where Erebon has been facing away. I assume, though you provide no acknowledgement that you have heard every word spoken here. What are your interests in traveling to Forlan with our company. I I may have been rash earlier but I am not welcome in Linden. 
would we be in London? This is an Ashley question. So yeah, if you look at northern the map, London. Yeah, so if you look at the map, uh, so Linden essentially extends as pretty much all along the west coast of Eriador, right? So there's like different chunks of it. Um, I'll, I'll bring us back over to the map, so so you can see it, so the audience can see it. So he is suggesting you head out towards Forlon, where I just pinged. So. Again, this is this is Jeff sort of explaining it to to you, but you guys, as players, would know we're in the third age. But there have been ages that come before it. There was the breaking of the world, Balerian, and blah blah blah. So I'm not going to get into the full thing, but essentially, like a huge chunk of land that was west of Linden, what it broke, kind of sunk beneath the waves, etc. And the last kind of bits of the like like the the blue mountains like and the these this the sort of the land just to the west of it that's like the last bits that are sort of remaining and so he's what he is was sort of mentioned was like there was specifically a battle uh on like a ford of a river um and there's they went by a couple different names i think i put the names down I think he mentioned the names. Uh, yeah, he called it the the Askar or the Golden Bed. Um, but where that river basically wound is doesn't exist, and in its place is now the Gulf of Loon. And you can see this sort of large kind of gulf here, and and you can see right at at this like where this river, which I don't know if it has a name or not. I'm not sure. Um, but this isn't the the one that kind of travels north of Forlorn. That's not. That's not the one he's referring to, but there is a settlement there called Forlond. Um, and so his suggestion is to go there and they might give you more direction on how you might find the waters of a river that has long been sunken beneath a gulf. So. I, I do not know if I can go back and face them. When you say you are not welcome, is this a you will be met with some scorn if you appear? Or when you say you're not welcome, does this mean you will be met with weapons? It is complicated. It has been 1,000 years since I've been in the land of my people. I do not know how they would respond, but I know how I would respond, and it would not be welcoming. Why did you leave? That is a story for when we are not with company. I won't, I won't pry any further, but you won't be alone when you return. You'll be in good company. Erebon will kind of look towards uh, Gilly. I cannot return to Linden but I also 
cannot abandon an ally again. And I'll turn to Floy. If this is what you need, and I will And Gilly will you. start crying and she will run and she'll hug you. He does the awkward, like, stiffening up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you only get to his knee anyways, but still. Probably, like, waist level. <laughs> Her face is buried in your hip. Yeah, and she's just, yeah. I'm sorry. I knew that would hurt you when I said it in anger, and I'm sorry. I awkwardly pat her head. (laughs) All right. So this has all been taking some time. So we'll say at this point, we see the setting sun to the west. We see the sun coming down from atop this dragon tower. And like some shadows kind of begin to long shadows from some of the peaks begin to stretch over the land birds like these mountain tall mountain these large mountain birds sweep past and, and you hear like a, a sigh kind of come out of him i know they are mm, terrible things but i would much want to see a dragon one day mm, i should probably be careful what i wish for oh well let us Retire back to the halls of my family. My brother is ever the host. I am sure he is scrounging for the best of everything to feast. And for the first time in a while, I think I'll join the family table. And so you guys start to descend kind of work your way back past the pond as the sun goes down into the halls of Harmelt once more. My fingers itch a little as we leave the tower. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I think what we'll say is um, adventuring phase done there. And why don't we do a short fellowship phase at the end and then sort of I assume with all of the shadow and wounds and stuff that's been taken, there's some discussion. I don't have any shadow. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's all gone. (laughs) There's discussion on where to go next and all that kind of stuff. So we can end, I think, uh, rather than save it to the next time, um, as we are going to be gone next week. So why don't we do a fellowship phase here so that when we come back the week after, after Gen Con and whatever, we can start back up fresh adventuring phase. Uh, Do you have an idea? Like you have two very clear paths ahead of you. You can head west of Forlond. Oh, that's too dark of music and ominous. Let's do nicer music. Um, so you can head west of Forlond to try to continue to help with uh, whatever's befallen Floy in this 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 armor, following the the path laid out to you for Hajolan. Or you could head to the northern uh, bits of. Uh, the blue, the blue mountains to follow that lead about the old king of men and the, that was sort of fled from Angmar or you could do something else. You have other leads. You have the, the rangers, the, the rangers element far to the east. Um, which way are we leaning? Still have hill folk to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I mean, we don't want to go west guys, you still have a general <laughs> understanding. You still have a general idea of where Lottie's, you know, stronghold is, which go. is, 
like on the border of Rudauer and, and, Ing and Ingmar far to the northeast. So there's mm -hmm. lots of different ways you can take it. So I do not script out where you guys go. I just throw out options for you and then you guys make the choices. So. Arineal yeah. definitely thinks that um, cleansing the armor should be our top priority. Okay, yeah, this guy's a loony. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. How We're out here. dare you. Put your dukes <laughs> up. I'm going to fight you. Old man's strength. <laughs> yeah, after seeing Hajolin kind of like possessed by that dark item, um, Gilead's definitely concerned for Floy has ramped up. And also uh, forcing Erebon to um, confront his past is up there. Gilly's not going to get me or anything. Get <laughs> me executed as soon as uh, we, we show up at the city. Uh, well, so is it, yet. is it fair to say we're hanging out here for a couple days or weeks or something yeah, like that until yeah. Yeah. you're ready to depart? Um, yes, for sure. Okay. Whoops, that's the wrong button. Reniel's got a lot of travel right. fatigue to uh, get rid of, to clear out. I know, so much sleeping ahead of me. Okay. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and walk through the fellowship phase. Um, if you guys don't have your full knowledge of your skills and stuff, that's okay. You can wait until next time. But um, why don't we go through the, phase, the, the steps again. Set duration, we'll say two weeks. Uh, choose destination. Uh, do you want to stay here? We could go back to Gladrock as well. That's an option. It's close enough if you wanted to, to go back to Floy's, uh, Floy's home so you can have Leave it here. Leave that up to Floy if he wants to go back home or not. Uh, yeah, I'll tell back. Why not? Okay. They were friendlier. Okay, so you spend, maybe you spend a, a, a couple nights here and then you eventually head back up to Gladrock. Um, you depart with with friends but you depart with um you know some new knowledge and hajolin you know wishes you to come back and you can also tell that he's looking younger and younger by the day like his hair is beginning to he's combing it again he's trimmed his beard and his color is coming back uh, and for those of you uh yeah it's definitely sort of like a king thing mm -hmm. anyway, mm -hmm. um sort of would happening. somewhat tactlessly make some sort of comment to um Majolin. Okay, the the lord of the, the brother the hall. Yeah. Yes. He's the head of the place. And yeah. The head of the place. Um, which mm -hmm. will make the tactless comment unwise. Um it, oh, no. he your brother appears to be looking so much better than he had been. Was his d descent not as rapid as his Recovery? Uh, I don't remember the voice I used for Majoland. What you don't remember is that Majoland lives on his own time. He comes and goes from the halls for, disappears for weeks and months, and sometimes it is a season again before we see him once more. So it is hard to judge his debilitation, his descent, when we only see him for a short time, and even when he's here, he buried himself in his scrolls and books. And you can see, like, Hajolin's like, now, brother, I promise I will be a, 
I will be a bit more attentive to the needs of the family. But I do have a lead or two that might, hmm, well, help with some of the family funds now that I am free of the clouded judgment. Places we might go and plunder and find new treasures to fill the vault. And so at that, like you can see some of the other birds get really excited about that as well. Arineal will kind of toss a look over to Gilly um, and the group generally, but, you know, also to Gilly and say it is a comfort to know that we travel with each other and would know if one of us were descending as such. That's why we're going as far as we are for Floyd. This is true. It is important. It's hard to see it yourself, but those who love you will see it. And Iridia will also kind of throw a side eye to Erebon, make sure he's not heading for the door again. <laughs> Just admiring this uh, guild work. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, well, thank you oh, very okay. much. I can tell you a story about where this came from. I need to <laughs> All right, so let's do our fellowship phase. We got our duration, we got our destination. Let's do our updates. So I think we're saying seven points, uh, skill and adventure to spend. Um, spend that however you like. Again, does anyone know exactly what they want to do and they can kind of tell us what it looks like now? Or if you don't know and you want to think on it some more, we can come back to this um, after our break next week. Not sure. Okay, so we'll come back for a video. Same with Erebon. Uh, Gilly would be working on her explore. Uh, all, that's all I really have enough for is to get my explore to two. Yeah. And so maybe we'll say on your journey back, maybe even some of the, you know, the, the folks from Harmelt kind of help you along the way as the story of uh, these bandits and such, these dwarf and oath breakers around here. Uh, kind of, they stole Balan's wagon. Um Balan's coming back as well. He he ended up calling off his his journey down uh, to Mithlin as he's coming back. He's got to sort of venture back and retrace his steps, finger things out. And maybe you guys are taking a longer route back, looking a bit more, going up some of the peaks, seeing some beautiful sights as um, it's the end of spring, start of summer. Uh, so you're seeing like like the beautiful colors of the trees below, like off to the west if you get up to the high enough of the peaks and so likely that's where maybe some of the exploration stems from uh did floy have an idea of what he was investing any of his points in we got seven points he said yeah seven skill mm -hmm. seven adventure i don't think i have enough for anything okay i think so i Arineal, i oh, sorry i think Arineal, um because we are somewhere that is uh, you know, we have access to sort of the leaders and whatnot. I think I want to do a bit of observation to work on my uh, courtesy. Okay. Because I'm sitting at no courtesy. So I was going like to bump a... up my social skills too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Do you guys want to have like a courtesy tea class with Gilly? <laughs> the council I was going to say. was so rough last time that I'm worried about it. I was yeah, going to say exactly. maybe to involve like you guys are at like a like two different dwarf halls, one of Harmelt, one of Glad Rock. It's various ends of sort of the the spectrum in terms of like economic influence in the in the area. And 
you know, you're, 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 you're sitting to, to, to dinner with them and breakfast and it's not just Floyd's family, like in his mother's kitchen, but you're actually sitting with some of the Lords and things of these halls. Gilly is like walking you through like the, you know, traditional greetings that she's heard about. Maybe she, you know, she, she picked a Hajolan's brain here or there, or she just read some books, but you're practicing out some of your conversation tactics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there, and, does it, can anyone think of a, a silly conversation tactic that Arineal or Erebon might try to employ with a random group of dwarves? I uh, I was going to do song, not courtesy. And I had an okay. idea for that. If we, we would, yeah. don't mind waiting. Go right ahead. Uh, okay. No, you go first, Arineal. Let's do right, Arineal. Yeah, what's you your conversation it. tactic? Um, uh, like, I, I don't know that I've necessarily RP'd this, but I'm thinking, like, just the necessity of silly compliments isn't necessarily something that, like, Arineo, like, wastes a ton of time on. And so just sort of that, like, need to sort of, you Basically know. Basically small talk. <laughs> okay. S- small talk and just, like, you know, being especially complimentary to folks in positions mm. of power, like that mm-hmm. whole like thing that is just not. <laughs> I picture Arineal doing like the Riker move and like sweeping her leg over a chair, sitting down at a table of doors. Be like, it's about that weather we're having. Huh? Real nice. You know, something, yeah. something like that. Like really basic conversation starters. And then coming up of that, that is a, that is a very lovely ax you have. Yeah. It seems quite sharp. Your beard <laughs> is very thick and brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And you seem to be able to store a lot of old meals in it. That seems very useful. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Gilly's like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, back up, back up. They're like, uh, they're like, well, I guess that's true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Mutton. We haven't had mutton in three weeks. Uh, Erebon, um, you have it? You ready? Yeah. Uh, So I imagine this would be happening uh, as we spend the night traveling between the dwarven halls. Of course. Uh, We'd all be sitting around the campfire, and Erebon would just begin uh, singing a soft song because that's his social skill. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the song would start off... uh, very happy tune of a young elf. Uh, and it speaks of uh, growing up and childhood and the lack of care that a child has uh, without understanding the realities of the world. And it slowly morphs into a very somber song in the middle. Uh, it talks about how there is a call to war and a shadow begins to grow over the land and not just over the land, but also over the child's heart. And the child is slowly becoming an adult and understanding that there's more to the world, more outside the world. And as this child uh, begins to march to war, he begins to realize that this could be the end that, all things that 
he's at his beginning and all things have an end and he could be marching to his and that shadow that cloud grows and it becomes a very very sad uh tune at this point uh and it speaks of the child uh preparing for battle the next day and he escaped night leaving the army the night before and that uh is where the the song ends uh with the idea that he was no longer a child he is now a man and he just carries this cloud wherever he goes so after you sing and like people are you know dutifully i'm really just bumming everyone out floyd was trying to have a good beer (laughs) yeah but you you do hear like in the distance like in the dark somewhere on the slopes this very like kind of distant echoey clap and like, people kind of kind of look around and then in the morning as you're kind of waking up and everyone's packing their things you roll over onto your side or something or wherever it is that Erebon does when he meditates and you feel something kind of poking at you and you look down and you see right next to where you had laid out your things for camp there's a small little toy from Dale amongst your things. Someone left this trash here. Does anyone want it? I try so hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all good. All right. Uh, anybody else think of something that they wanted to do for, for growth or training? And again, we can revisit um, it next time if the, if you can't. It's not it like anything that I can actually get like a skill in, but like I was hoping Gilly could maybe spend some time learning Dorvish, like getting started, like Oof, bare bones a, basics. If they'd, they'd allow, know you. Um, <laughs> okay. I think that you have you you helped Jolin, and you specifically came and helped him. I think he you have found a friend in Jolin, and he will. Maybe he gifts you over a a tome of dwarven history of some kind, of maybe his specific family history. And uh, he journeys with you for a while, maybe not the whole distance uh, back, but maybe for a couple of days and kind of goes through and tries to teach you, you know, what some of these symbols mean and things like that. So we'll say that you have um a cursory understanding like in like a like a dwarvish 101 in terms of like kind of reading some of the runes and scripts and things like that but not necessarily any level of fluency yeah. okay i think that's fair thank you okay so if that's the case if if everyone's good on growth and training let's do some spiritual recovery you get a number of hope back equal to your heart score. If the adventuring phase was a positive outcome to the fight against the encroaching shadow, you also get to remove some shadow points. I'm going to say you can remove one. This was positive, but it wasn't like you defeated some. Well, you freed up a lore master. I'm going to say one. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, this wasn't like defeating Rotag or something like that. This is this was a good a good 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 positive thing, but not necessarily the greatest. Like you freed up a, an ally, a knowledgeable dwarven ally. Like mm-hmm. the understand that the lore that he was spouting off to you is stuff that that is not that's like ancient history. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. ancient like that's like someone being an expert on like ancient Egyptian lore from thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. We're not talking about anything recent. And so he's referring to it with kind of a, a clarity that, you know, Oswald Breaker's tomes don't have Gilly. It's beyond you and, you know, mm-hmm. Floyd and your people, you, you know, and your family probably don't have that kind of, like he's specifically interested in like the kind of the craftsman history, the rune carving things. So uh, undertakings. So what are y'all thinking of doing? Remember you get the one, um, the one for free, like, well, the one that's one of your specific tactics, like one of your things, or we were talking about either, uh, gathering rumors or pouring over maps, right? Or strength and fellowship. Those were the three that I was bouncing around. So the thing with the rumors one is rumors would, I mean, you could take rumors if you want, but I feel like, yeah, you've got a lot of them that you're sitting on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we could. I so mean, I definitely a, think if we're tra- if we're traveling west, we should be pondering storied and figured maps if we can. Cool. Or agree. yeah, okay. or write a song would be good too because we only have a combat song, I believe, which we keep forgetting about when we have combat, like we just did. I just sang you a song, Gilly. We can mm-hmm. use that as we're marching. <laughs> It'll keep the pace up. <laughs> we're all gonna be just like heads down, <laughs> like. Just trudging. trudging by the end. Black of that song. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to do pondered stories and figured maps. You can get that from Gilly for free. Yep. Uh, since it's a scholar thing. And do you want to do the song? Is that the other one? Yeah. Floyd, what do you think? Yeah. The maps is okay. Yeah. What do you want to do for the other one? Journeying and whatnot. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Can our patron help with us at all? Do we need help? Uh, I mean, he's here. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. We haven't done that one for a while. No. And we kind of got that one for free and during the adventuring phase because we got to chat with him. Uh, let me pull that one up because I don't think we've actually Page done that one. Have we? Yeah. We haven't done it. it no. Uh, let's see. Pulling this up. Usually revolves around players asking for help, possibly accepting a task in return. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you guys can think of something that he could help with, I'm, you know, I'm game. Obviously. It's up to you. I think we sort of did that when we talked to him last, like he was going down yeah, okay, to I the agree. Elven settlement. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. We spent a couple weeks with him at this point. All right, so then what do you want your second one to be other than the maps one? So strength and fellowship or write a song? Which one yeah. of those two things? So the second one to has pick. to be based on our class, right? <laughs> uh, well, if you get if you take the free one, the because you can take the maps one from Gilly. Gilly's a scholar. Oh, that you can, can get that free. one for yeah. free. Okay, so so basically any of the okay. others are you're open to. Uh, I would say strength and fellowship, but if you guys want to write a song, you can. I'm good with fellowship. Okay. Sounds you get good. a plus one to your fellowship. So one more extra point. 
So how do right. we bond while we're doing this back and forth in the mountains? Yeah. What's our bonding activity? Erebon can keep singing for you. Floyd? Uh, over how bad it is. Yeah, yeah I'm a... showing you around to the, the springs or the baths we have here. <laughs> a nice cleanup. No, no, no. This is how you braid a beard. Spas of Middle Earth. <laughs> it's true. I think we established this before, right? That there's like, because Floyd yeah. loves his cleaning up. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a glad rock thing. You have these, maybe deep in the deep like in the cave springs. somewhere. They're hot springs. Yeah, 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 for sure. I love this. This is hideous, but yeah. Okay, I'm just <laughs> picturing Floyd. We just all have like a hot Crazy. spring day. Floyd's okay. like shown us how to braid our hair properly. Mm-hmm. He's like your, all your family comes to, you know, just showing <laughs> up. Yeah. Okay. This is getting a little too anime having a hot springs episode. <laughs> yeah. We could have had Well, I mean, it's special. Long's decision here. That's what that's why he's the anime king over here. Okay. I admit that tracks. Okay. So what we'll say is to end the end the sesh after your hot springs episode. You all retreat to your rooms, you know, wherever it is that Floyd's, um, Floyd's family has kind of set you guys up, uh, for, um, for sleeping and whatnot. And we zoom in for a second, you know, on, on the, the room of Floyd as he's kind of, he's done, you know, he's taking the armor off, sort of draped over the chairs. Things are packed up. We saw all his favorite band posters from. 30 years ago. And we see him kind of tossing and turning a bit. Um, we zoom in like very, very carefully, like on this, um, this nightstand kind of next to him where this candle is kind of burning down. And we see like this, this sort of shadow just kind of move across the room ever so slightly kind of dancing a bit. It could be the flickering candlelight. It could be something else. Who knows? But then just like in the library, we see the flame just begin to sort of dim, become smaller and smaller. And we see again, Floyd kind of tossing and turning. And we see kind of over, over his face is like, as we zoom in, we hear like this familiar sound of this sort of whisper, like washing through the room. And we watch as his face just sort of starts to twitch on one side and begin to crinkle up a bit and we'll end there and uh on that session for the oh, session Floyd. No. we will be back session. in two weeks as everybody but ashley is gone next week uh yeah. so ashley's in charge but the rest of us are gone uh, i think floy <laughs> i think long and steven are both going to different conferences uh, Melissa and I are going to see some family stuff. Uh, and Ashley is uh, just hanging out, getting high. I think something like that. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, know, <laughs> Good you know, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Uh, okay. Other Super things. Goodies. You can catch, um, catch Stephen and I in about an hour and 45 minutes over in Grim and Perilous Place. So we're going to be playing some more Heart. Uh, you can catch both of us again tomorrow night over on Steam Still Murder, playing some Shadow Run. And on Monday, you can come back here. We'll be playing Holler for Savage Worlds. Melissa and I will be in that game. And that'll be our last stream for probably all of next week. As Again, we're all out of town. So we'll probably be back. We'll be back in two weeks for more One Ring. Um, in the mean, meantime, 
uh, watch, uh, catch up on stuff. If you're, uh, we've got other games that we have over on our YouTube channel for adventures and lollygagging, uh, go buy some dice from our, our friends at Norse Foundry. Uh, we got a promo code kicking around. If you're, yes. if you're a fan of ours, you can, uh, you can punch in lolly, uh, L O L L Y over at their site and get, uh, 10% off. Uh, and, uh, you definitely need to take advantage of that. Uh, as Eric was very kind to, uh, uh, to bring us on board. So it's very cool. Um, that's it. Why don't we raid some folks and uh, we'll get out of here and the rest of you can have a good weekend. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anybody that we know that is up. So I search and search and search. Uh, let's do a little Lost Caravan RPG, maybe. We do a little of that. So uh, follow us. We're playing some Dungeons and Dragons and uh, we'll see y'all later. So bye-bye. See you.